Hello, welcome to Buzztown After the Buzzer. This is our seventh episode. My name is Jack Purdy. I am the assistant sports editor at The Technique, which is Georgia Tech's student newspaper. Uh, we publish weekly uh, in print, and then we can find all of our articles online at neek.net as well. Uh, this little mini-series has been focused on the Georgia Tech women's basketball team. Uh, and their last, uh, so far, seven games are the ones we've covered. Uh, and then the ACC tournament is coming up this week. going to be really exciting. Uh, yesterday, uh, Sunday on Sunday, February 27, was their season finale. They played in Winston-Salem to play Wake Forest on the road. Uh, it was Wake Forest's senior night, and it was the third. I realized it was the third straight senior day game that Tech has been a part of between our own Florida States and Wake's. So fun little tidbit there. Uh, Tech was 19 and nine going into this game. Uh, they did beat Wake Forest earlier this year at home. I believe it was in De- uh, December or January. Uh, but that game was uh, super COVID plagued. But for Wake Forest, they were missing four starters. Only Jewel Spear was available, and that ended up being actually her only game. She had been held under 10 points in a very long stretch of time. Uh, but granted, there wasn't much uh, support for her that game in terms of just manpower and her usual starting five. So uh, an asterisk game there for sure, but one that Tech was able to take advantage of. So in a sense, this was the first real full-strength game these teams had played against each other in. Uh, should have been two, but it was only the one. Uh, Tech, before this, was already guaranteed to play on the Thursday slot for the ACC tournament, which is the second round. So they did not have to play in the first round. Uh, they're going to be a six seed, uh, as it turns out now. Wake was locked in to play on Wednesday, so they're going to have to play the full slate if they're going to make it all the way. Uh, Tech has now lost, before this game, but lost five of their last six, and their only one was in overtime. So, in technicality, or technically, they had not won in regulation in six games, which is not great, of course. Um, but they were fighting most of those games, to say the least. Uh, so the game itself, uh, this was Lorella Kubai's 150th game as the Yellow Jackets, so very cool for her. Uh, the first quarter was very, very fast, I must say. Uh, Georgia Tech was scoring at a much more promising rate than they usually do. Um, it, it, the game opened up with a dual spear three, and then Lodemai came right back down the court and threw one up herself. Uh, and so it, the, the pacing and just the tone of the game was far different and just more entertaining, too, to watch uh, than most of these other Tech games. Um, defense wasn't bad as a whole this time, um, uh, but... It, Offensively, it was a lot better than before. Uh, Hermosa immediately was making a huge impact down low. Tech got a 6-0 run uh, that was partially stymied in that first quarter because uh, Lorella Kubai had a couple travel calls. Uh, one was definitely an accident and one just a little bit of a slip-up, I think. Uh, so Tech was actually up four after one, uh, 20-16. Just the fact they got a 20-point quarter was really uh, really promising to me while watching that we were just making layups that we hadn't been making recently. Shots were being taken. There was a lot more aggression down low. It was so nice. Uh, and then the second quarter was the Aviance Carter quarter. Uh, she just comp- she went off and had been showing signs that she definitely could in the last couple of games. And today was a, a great, a great, great game for her. Uh, the, this one little stretch here, she had a layup and then the next possession had a three-point play. She missed the free throw, but Dina Stroutman got the light, got the rebound and Carter then got the layup on that one. So she was at six straight points. Uh, the next possession, she d- does a little heat check layup attempt that I don't think even caught the rim. If I'm, I think it stayed in play, but I don't think it caught rim. Uh, but then the possession after that, uh, she got her eighth straight point, and Wake Forest had to call a timeout down nine. Uh, and so Tech was on a 12-3 run. By that point, we were looking at that was all in basically a minute. All of that, all that run was basically in one minute of gameplay. 
Uh, and then Wake was uh, far more stout defensively the rest of the way. Uh, Tech only scored four more points than the rest of the quarter. I, what was really important for me to see here was that by Carter having a really good really good stretch of play, it was a bench player that wasn't Sarah Bates that was showing that they could score and be a defensive asset. Uh, Sarah Bates ended up being 0 of 7 today in this game. And and having Tech needs other scorers. The, the starting five is great, but... Unless all five of them, or at least four of them, are really offensively clicking, it's going to require some bench play to really get them across the across the line. And Aviance Carter did just that. Uh, but yeah, Wake responded defensively pretty well. Uh, Jewel, uh, Jewel Spear, three, uh, actually gave Wake the halftime lead, even though they were down nine. It was a bu- another another buzzer beater uh, bucket that just kind of just seems like a, one of those buckets you would think would just kill Tech's soul. Uh, but it didn't. Not at all today. Um, in the third quarter, Tech was really consistent. Um, I, my notes say they put the hammer down. I'm realizing that's probably not true. Um, they were very consistent. That was the main thing. Wake was staying in it. Uh, Hermosa was making a huge difference down low. Uh, she did get to three fouls, so she had to sit a little bit. Um, but Kubai had a three-point play. Carter had another three-point play. Uh, and there, there was at, uh, when was it? Uh, about halfway through the, ha- the uh, quarter, there was a triple possession uh, that got the lead to five on a mile layup, I believe. And Tech had gotten to 12 second-chance points, which were really, really nice to see that the uh, that rebounding was working um, and that they were able to execute. So there have been there definitely have been some sun possessions in the past this season where they get to double-triple, uh, but it's nothing was really clicking offensively. Like They only got them because of really good rebounding, but never were that huge of a threat to score after that. And also turnovers were not... Ter- not terribly well solved today. They got to 11 in the third quarter. That was actually the last of it. They did not turn any. They didn't have a single turnover in the fourth quarter, which was really promising and probably why they actually won. I would say, um, Kubai was also at her 45th double double as a Yellow Jacket by the third quarter, and I'll, we'll do her. We'll discuss her stat line later. Uh, Hermosa in the fourth quarter did get to her fourth foul with about a minute into the quarter, uh, so she didn't play until the five minute mark. Because uh, I mean, at the time Tech was was leading. Uh, but still wasn't worth it for Coach Nell Fortner to keep her in the game. Uh, Wake ended up making five straight buckets uh, in the fourth quarter that brought Tech's lead down to one with five minutes and seven seconds left. Uh, but not long, about a minute later, they ran out of fouls to give, and so that let them down a little bit. But the high-low game and a lot of other parts of Tech's offensive strategy opened up more because Wake couldn't foul that early with, with four minutes left in the half. They just couldn't resort to that. Um, and in the process of getting of, of uh, escalating this the uh the lead after that foul to give went away my had a really nice uh i think it was a left hand layup that she went down the left side but she was weaving and she's she's always been really aggressive in getting down to the getting down to the rack but in this particular one she had the, she had a weave that was looking kind of trey young-esque that i wrote down in my notes and i was like okay that looks really good if she's making those kind of buckets that's really promising for acc's uh, and then Wake started fouling with about 35 seconds left, and then Tech won 64 to 56. Um, the big key points here: uh, the pa- in the paint, Tech scored 44, Wake t- scored 22. Uh, their size didn't really match that well with Georgia Tech, so they were always going to have trouble with that. Um, and they did have some good defensive possessions that put us on shot clock violations or whatnot, which is still a continuing thing that offensively they need to work on. Uh, rebounding wise, was another huge difference: 42 to 24, Tech in favor. Which leads me to Lorella Kubai's stat line. She put up 18, 18 points, 16 rebounds, and 7 assists. She became the first ACC player with a 15-15-5 game since 2015. So she just was an absolute monster down there. 
doing so much good work. Um, it was Jack uh, Tech's first winning regulation in seven games. Uh, Hermosa had 16 points. Mai had 12. AC Carter had 11. Bates, as I mentioned, was 0 of 7 from 3. Uh, Strabonet got 5, but she also got 9 rebounds, so she was really helpful on that front as well. Uh, so at the end of the regular season, the 29 games, Tech finished 20-9, and 9, uh, 11 and 7 in the ACC an ACC play. They finished 6th in the conference, which, to be fair, is quite stacked. I mean, if you put Tech in a different conference, maybe that's not the SEC. They're probably winning it, honestly. Uh, but they were behind Virginia Tech, Notre Dame, North Carolina, Louisville, and North Carolina State, of which they had beaten. Uh, I mean, they beat UNC in a game. Uh, they were almost beat Louisville, so we know it's doable. Um, which leads me to the ACC tournament. So Tech's next game is at 8 p.m. on Thursday, March 3rd. They will play the winner of Wake Forest and Virginia, of which both of those teams definitely had a size issue when they played Tech. Uh, Tech just completely destroyed Virginia when they came to uh, when they came to McCamish. And Wake Forest, as we just saw, very beatable team. And so, um, assuming, well not assuming, but in hopes that they win that game, they would play the next night on Friday at the same time. Uh, uh, They would play Notre Dame, who was the three seed. Uh, And then if they managed to get through that game, they would likely play Louisville in the semifinal on Saturday. Uh, In terms of the national standing, um, Chelly Cream, who is the ESPN 10, the ESPN Bracketologist, uh, currently still has us at the seventh spot. No change from last week. Uh, playing Princeton in the first round. Uh, supposedly that game would be in Ann Arbor because that is in Ann Ar- that is in Michigan's uh, section for how the NCAA tournament is going to work. The first two rounds will be in the home arenas of the top 16 seeds, which is what Tech's been kind of battling for, but they are not going to end up getting this. Probably won't end up getting unless they win the ACC tournament this year. And at the time I'm recording this, the AP has not released their new rankings yet, but Tech was at 22 uh, and since then, we've gone one and one. Uh, so my guess is that we'll probably be around the same spot. I don't think we'll drop out of the rankings, but uh, maybe we'll jump up to 21 or 20. But the real work is going to be in the ACC tournament if we're going to climb to 16 and host uh, and host tournament games, which would be such a fun time for the, for, uh, for the team and for the city of Atlanta. Uh, and with that, that is all that I have for this episode. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, our music at the front is by Roman Candle, uh, and then our art, is by Christina Christina Sue, and if you're on Podbean, my brother Ty actually made another kind of a uh, cover for this podcast, but I couldn't figure out how to get it on Apple properly, so we're left with the Tech Lively uh, podcast art, which is also great art as well that Christina that Christina made as well. Our managing editor at the Technique is Taylor Gray. Our editor in chief is Jeanette Batra. If you are on campus, please please come to one of our meetings. We meet every Tuesday, and you're welcome to pick up a piece or just learn about what we do and just hang out, whatever you want. And with that, thanks, y'all.